You may be seated. And the story of Easter continues from the Gospel of John. Now Mary stood outside of the tomb crying, and as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had lain, one at the head and one at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you weeping? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you were looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you, had carried, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to God. Go instead to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news and said, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that Jesus had said these things to her. And may these words, which once transformed the disciples' hearts, transform our hearts as well. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. I mean, imagine it. Imagine it early on Easter morning, the sun, not even up yet, and Mary is rushing through the shadows of Jerusalem. She hurries past the quiet marketplace, the still slumbering stalls that soon will be selling figs and wine, moves rapidly past the quiet homes and out under, through the walled city of Jerusalem under the gate of Ganath. And there she is in the countryside, and off a ways is the quarry with the tomb. It's almost as if the gravity of Mary's grief pulls her into the orbit of Jesus' grave. I mean, remember, I mean, she's still in shock, right? Just a few days ago, they were feeling the exhilaration of the hope of God, and now that hope buried in a dismal tomb. What? She says, someone's moved the stone. How, how could that be? And she peers inside. And friends, go ahead. Peer in yourselves. But I want you to know that this is not where you'll find the evidence for Easter. Yes, the empty tomb is how the Easter story starts. It doesn't, as we sometimes confuse it, begin with the thunder of the timpani and the voices singing, Christ the Lord is risen today. No. The Easter story begins with Mary brokenhearted. But still, friends, we won't find the meaning of the resurrection by lingering too long at the empty tomb. Because the Easter story is too big to be played out in a lonely quarry outside of Jerusalem. It is true. It is true. In the readings, Mary is a remarkable witness. She is a witness to the fact that the tomb is empty. She becomes a witness 
to the, at first, unrecognized Jesus outside of the tomb, she becomes a witness to the disciples about what she saw. But here's what Mary was not a witness to. The resurrection itself. There are no witnesses to that. If you worshipped with us on Monday, Thursday, virtually, in person, you heard the poignant and beautiful African-American spiritual sung by three women witnesses in different parts of the sanctuary. And the first verse saying, were you there when they crucified my Lord? Now, of course, literally none of us were there, but there were plenty of witnesses to the crucifixion. But then from another corner, it was sung, were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Yep, there were literally some witnesses to that. But then the haunting last verse from the balcony, were you there when God raised him from the grave? Nope. You and I, we, of course, weren't there, and neither, neither was anyone else. There are no witnesses to the mystery of Easter. Ignatius of Loyola said that Jesus rose in the silence of God. Isn't that a beautiful phrase? He rose in the silence of God. But it's also quite elusive because it's strange. I mean, it really is that not a single one of the Gospels attempts to describe the resurrection. We know nothing of what it might have been like, nothing of what happened. We don't know if the earth shuddered or there was a great calm. We don't know if the morning was cool and rainy or warm and sunny. I mean, that's peculiar, isn't it? The most important moment of our Christian faith and not a single word, not a single witness to how it might have happened. Well, why not, right? Well, I think there are lots of responses, but one might be this, that perhaps as important as that first Easter was and it was central to our faith, But that long-ago Easter is less important than the Easter of this morning. Which means that you and I will have to be witnesses to this day. One of my favorite quotes about Easter comes from Frederick Buechner, who said, I cannot tell you what I think happened that day. But I can tell you this, that I believe somehow Jesus got up with love and life in him again. I wasn't there to see it, Buechner adds any more than I was awake this morning to see the sunrise. But I affirm the resurrection as surely as I do that the sun rose this morning. And I know it did. I know it did. Because the world is filled with light. The world is filled with light. That testimony reminds me of something that astronomers shared with us just a couple of years ago. Do you remember the news? They discovered there was another planet in our solar system. This new heavenly body, 10 times the mass of Earth, 50 billion miles away, they explained, and I believe it's there, but they explained that while they have not literally seen the planet, they're positive it exists. And they're positive it exists because nothing else, they say, accounts for the way the objects in the outer part of our solar system move. I believe them. And one astronomer added, it must be there 
because nothing else could exert such influence. Exactly. As the Gospels tell it, every time after Jesus, after the tomb is empty, and Jesus appears to the disciples, he comes, of course, unrecognized. But every time he comes into the orbit of his friends, his followers become stronger, wiser, and kinder. But he always comes as one unknown, never at first recognized. And yet, his followers become stronger, wiser, and kinder. And friends, nothing else but the living Christ could exert such influence. Because in the end, in the end, the only evidence we have to offer those who say, is this true? The only evidence is how you and I live our lives. Do we grow stronger to stand up for what is right and good? Do we go wiser in how we love our neighbor? Do we grow kinder in our actions? If we do, nothing else but Easter could exert such influence. The Easter day that matters most is not the first one almost 2,000 years ago at the empty tomb. The Easter that most matters is this morning and tomorrow morning and the tomorrow after that. So pay attention, friends, because as someone once wrote, maybe this, this is the Easter. You will find yourself at dinner with a particularly difficult family member, and then your heart strangely warmed. You experience an unfolding sense of forgiveness, even grace. The presence of the risen Christ in reconciliation. Maybe this is the day you'll take a walk with someone you love and you will remember how you cannot imagine your life without this gift. The witness of Easter in gratitude. Perhaps this is the day it will become clear to you that something in your life is missing. That your life has become too much about getting ahead and feathering your own nest. Maybe today you will see that your life needs something more. The witness of the living Christ in a call to a life of generosity and service. And yes, this might be the day when you are, well, overwhelmed by memories of someone who has died. But you also know that love is stronger than death. This is the witness of the risen Christ in the love which is eternal. Friends, nothing else could exert such influence as we grow stronger, wiser, and kinder. Remember what that preacher said? I was not there to see that first Easter any more than I was awake this morning to see the sunrise. But I affirm the resurrection as surely as I do that the sun rose this morning. And I know it did because the world is filled with light. The world is filled with love. May it be so. He is risen. Hallelujah.